Hello, my name is Mikhail, and I welcome you into this sixth week of the season of Easter. This week in the way of Jesus, we are practicing silence. As we do each week, we'll begin by looking back and reflecting on the practice from last week. So how were you able to study scripture last week? What did you learn about God or about yourself in this practice? How can you carry this practice forward and make it a regular part of your life? The scripture for the sixth Sunday in Easter came to us from Acts chapter 10, which tells the story of Peter's strange vision from God, in which God instructed him to break the strict kosher diet he had adhered to his whole life, telling him not to call unclean what God had made clean. And then immediately following this confusing experience, Gentile or non-Jewish visitors arrived at the house asking for Peter to come with them to Cornelius's house, who himself was a Roman officer and had had his own interesting vision from God about Peter. Peter went and much to his surprise arrived at the house to find the whole household gathered and ready to hear him tell them about Jesus. So this is where we pick up the story in Acts chapter 10, 44 through 48. And I'll be reading for us from the New Living Translation. Now, even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Now, I don't know about you, but this story has always been fascinating, exciting, and liberating for me. Generally speaking, the Jews held Gentiles and Romans in particular with great contempt. There was, to steal words from Ephesians chapter 2, a great wall of hostility between these two groups of people. And yet, through the obedience of these two men and the leading of the Holy Spirit, the dividing wall crumbles in this story and sets a trajectory for the rest of history that has affected us all. So it might seem odd that we respond to this story with a practice of silence. But here's the thing. Neither Cornelius or Peter set out to do this incredible work of reconciliation that we now celebrate. 
Peter wasn't even trying to preach the gospel to people who weren't Jewish. That idea hadn't even entered his mind. And on his own, Cornelius never would have known who Peter was or where to find him. We see and celebrate this glorious finish of the story. But the real work began in solitude and silence, both for Cornelius and for Peter. It was in their own practices of silence where God was given room enough to speak and provide direction that sent them toward one another. For Peter, silence enabled him to go where he needed to go and preach to those who needed to hear it. For Cornelius, silence prepared him for the obedient actions of listening and baptism. Our God is the friend of silence Our God is the friend of silence Our God is the friend of silence in his book, Spirit of the Disciplines, Dallas Willard says, sound always strikes deeply and disturbingly into our souls. So for the sake of our souls, we must seek times to leave our television, radio, music, and telephones turned off. We should close off street noises as much as possible. We should try to find how quiet we can make our world by making whatever arrangements are necessary. In my own practice of silence, I have found the noise of my own mind and spirit gets loudest when the other sounds are gone. But rather than this being a distraction, know that this is instructive for us. In silence, we can develop an awareness of what's going on inside of us that perhaps we have been too distracted to pay attention to before. And these are the very things that we can carry with us into conversation with God. As we practice silence, we learn to listen to God so that silence itself becomes the place of our healing, a place of intimacy, and a place of transformation. Last year, I was with pastor and author Brian Zond in a seminar where he shared of his own experience of this. During his regular time of silence, which he calls sitting with Jesus, he recalled an event from years before in which he was suddenly grieved by his own actions at that time. In that moment of silence, when he and God revisited this memory together, he felt God gently show him that he had been celebrating violence and that he had been harboring hatred toward people that God loved. Pastor Brian was deeply grieved in realizing his own sin and was offered in this time an invitation into a new way of thinking and being. And much like Peter's experience on the rooftop, 
This experience was a significant turning point in Pastor Brian's life, and it has affected everything about his ministry, his perspective, his relationships, his preaching, and his writing. But Willard reminds us that silence is not just about sitting in silence to hear God. It is also about practicing the silence of not speaking so that we can listen well to others. Generally speaking, we are eager to fill up conversation with words about ourselves because, as he says, we are inwardly uneasy about what people think of us. And so in not speaking, we trust what God knows about us more than how others think of us. And in silence, we are able to give others the gift of being heard. Willard wonders aloud in his book, I wonder how much wrath in the human life is a result of not being heard. So as we practice not talking, we can engage in the work of peacemaking that is listening. So I invite you to consider, what does this practice of silence look like in your own life? Think about your daily routine. When is the best time for you to see how quiet you can be for 15 minutes, maybe more? And also, I encourage you to think about how to practice the silence of not talking. Who will you be with this week that needs you to listen to them instead of you talking to them? While I cannot tell you exactly what will happen in your story, I fully believe and expect that like Peter, like Brian Zond, like myself, and countless others through the ages, the best stories begin in silence. So as you find ways to practice silence this week, I pray you will be met with the surprising goodness of encountering God. Thank you, friends, for joining me on this journey. May you know the abundance, freedom, and joy of this, this way the of Jesus. Changing, he's rebuilding everything. Listen for the people shouting. This is joy.